by the time you'd be hearing this, we'd already know who would be elected president. Well, hopefully. <laughs> we'll only know the effect of the elections in the coming years. And during these years, they'll always be molten mind. Uh, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw D, Brucey B, Kick the Free. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Welcome, guys. I know how long you've had to wait for the continuation of Expensive Friends, and this is the part two. You can listen to the part one if you haven't listened to it already, you know, to quickly catch up. I'm Cyril, and you probably find something weird about me. <laughs> so back to the story. So I woke up looking around the room, and uh, I couldn't tell the time because I couldn't find my phone, and the curtains were so thick I couldn't see out of the window. I had a good sleep, though. I mean clean white sheets with duvet and the right temperature in the room, you know, just the right temperature to tempt me to go back into sleep. But then I had to go home. <laughs> I mean, you don't spend so long out of your house like that. Audrey's not in the bed or in the room. I can't find my clothes and shoes. And for a minute, the only thing I could think of was I was captured in this room. <laughs> I jumped out of bed, butt naked, rushed to the door, tried to open it. I was like, okay, cool. It's not locked. So I closed it again. And I had to find my clothes and then find Audrey. I go to the bathroom and there's a note on the mirror. It says I'm in the steady. And that was by Audrey, signed Audrey. So I have to find a steady afterwards now. After I find my clothes, that is. But I have a freshen up and then everything was set for me. From toothbrush to new towels to bathroom slippers. Shall I let this girl really be smart or... Someone in this house has to be really smart to have thought of all of that. So I freshen up, nice shower, and um, I have to find my clothes. So I decided to open up what I thought was a wardrobe, but rather was a walk-in closet. I found my clothes on the chair and my shoes, and I dress up, and I have to find the steady. First, I went to the kitchen to find someone over there, you know, to direct me to where the steady was, and it was empty. I decided to go outside the house. Then I see a clock and it was some minutes after 2 p.m. Then I heard someone in the kitchen again. So I go back to the kitchen and this woman was just standing there smiling at me and went like, good afternoon, sir. The only thing that came into mind was, I thought they don't use sir in this house. Well, anyway, I asked her where the study was. She showed me and I wouldn't have found it anyway because all the doors downstairs looked the same and you wouldn't know what was behind which door. So I find her behind the desk, seriously looking into her books. But then I shocked small, but then I asked myself again, where exactly would she be doing in the study? She said she was in the study. Then she looked up at me and she smiled and she was like, hey, sleepyhead. 
Why wouldn't I sleep like that? The way the girl drained my energy. <laughs> you, I'll explain some other time. She walked up to me, gave me a hug and a kiss. I told her I had to leave. She, she was like, no, wait for me because she's almost done what she's doing. And she wants her to go and check up on Akusia before I leave. I agreed. And I decided to wait for her in the study. About 30 minutes later, she was done. And oh yeah, I found my phone. It was her. She was charging it. And I had missed a couple of calls and messages I had to reply. Mark also wanted to find out how things went between Audrey and I. And also thanked me for the night before. So just before we walk out of the study, she stops at the door, locks it, turns around, speaks for me and says, I've not done it here yet. I've spent some time with her to know the look on her face and what she means by that look. And honestly, I wasn't ready for that. Well, about an hour later, we walk out. <laughs> we took a shower, we get dressed. She gives me a new t-shirt, which happened to be my size, I mean. We get something to eat, we step out, then we meet Mark, because we're about to leave. And he goes, oh yeah, great, you guys are still home. Uh, he needed our car. Wait, did I just say our car? <laughs> well, because he needed to leave town for a weekend, so he, he said we could take any other car. Now, at the time, there were three cars parked in the house. That was the Prado that we were driving, an Audi Q7 2016 model, an Audi A8 2017 model, and the Mike himself drove a Range Rover Sports 2018 model. So when he said we could take any car, I nearly did my own selection, but I'd be cool guy, so I truck. She went inside to get another key. Then we had a little, you know, man-to-man chat. So he started talking and he was like, she, she hardly spends time with any guy when she's in town, and which means she probably really likes me. So I shouldn't worry at all. I should just, you know, go out this weekend and have fun. But I should let him have my number. So I gave him my number. And that wasn't the only thing he did. He handed me a standard chartered bank platinum card and said, I'll send you the quotes later. I was like, ah, but you don't even know me. He goes like, don't worry, she knows you. Now put it in your pocket. Then she runs out just as I was putting it in my pocket with the key to the key seven. Now mind you, all these cars were bought brand new and maintenance in this house was on point. So yours faithfully, I was going to be driving a sleek black Audi. <laughs> I mean, I've never felt so good driving around town, man. Four, no be problem, good speakers. I mean, Audrey feeling good in the front seat, you know. It was like, you no, know, those uh, movie scenes when they are doing love, love, love things inside, you understand? <laughs> so we went to Akosia's house, we drove in, then uh, we go inside straight to her room. And I wasn't wrong when I said these people must be some rich kids, because damn, even her room alone was three times bigger than my home. And that's not even the master bedroom. Well, let me focus on the story. So we grab a seat, some drinks, start talking. And the story behind last night's mess was pretty interesting, actually. So these kids, <laughs> I mean, Akusia, Mark, you know, Cyril, and Mandy, wanted to have a foursome. And the only reason Audrey was left out of this was because she had a beef with Mandy. So then I asked, ah, why would you guys leave me out? Well, the same reason why Audrey was left out because she had a beef with Mandy. And if I was going to be around, I mean, Audrey was going to be around too. And that would have been one mind-blowing, crazy orgy. <laughs> well, 
fast forward, I had to go home. And Odu um, wanted me to stay for the weekend, but whatever my decision was, I still had to go home first. So I, she finally agreed for me to go home. And um, once again, I pulled out my phone to order a ride. Then she goes like, nah, take the car instead, you know, because that way you definitely come back tomorrow. Hey, this girl won't test me. Immediately I was like, no, no, no. But she insisted. I said, I told her, I was like, but you need to go home. And she was like, of course, I'll drive her home. And what if your dad needs them? Won't he complain? He said, he's not going to need it. One, he's not in town. And he's not even going to mind if you take her home. Plus, I can't go anywhere with a car because he will definitely find me. Okay, he has a tracker. That was what I was thinking. Well, that was my thoughts. And that wasn't the case. Well, I'll explain that later as I go ahead. So, I had to drive home. So, we walk out to see me. So, she will see me off. And she gives me a kiss, goodbye. Then I drive off. Charlie, I enjoyed the car. <laughs> I mean, it was almost rush hour Friday. And I wasn't even concerned. I wasn't even in a hurry to get home. So, I get home. And that's why I stayed throughout the night. Oh, my, and also Mike texted me the code. So, I mean, I had something on me too. The next day, I step up really early, Saturday morning, heading back to her place. And I used the N1, so <laughs> new car, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> so I got there in no time and she wasn't even awake yet. And I, I woke her up the right way. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> oh, Lord. See how I'm talking like I was married to her. Well, it was a nice good morning. That's all I can say for now. <laughs> it was a great day. We spent, I mean, we went out of town with um, the rest of the guys to the beach. Some nice hideouts outside of town. We came back late afternoon. Thereabouts, we went to get something to eat. And imagine me paying for everything. <laughs> Audrey looked at me surprised. Matt looked at me super surprised. I mean, I felt good spending someone else's money. <laughs> we went back to her place to relax for the night's life, you understand? And she was moved by me paying for everything. And it turned her on, so we had to deal with that one too. <laughs> we went out around 9pm. We had fun with the guys. I mean, it was a nice weekend. Well, fast forward well, about a week after. Mike, I mean, at this point, Mike and I had gotten to know more about each other he was just a big guy i mean he was into oil and gas and this and other things on the side but what i was most interested in was if you're a rich guy and you needed to get anything into the country he was your guy i mean he said anything so i asked him even drugs and he was like oh that's below him i mean he brought in more important things than drugs he never got into details about that you know rich and their secrets he went with me a couple of times to meet some of his clients and his friends i started with people i thought i would never have met and uh, I, I wasn't in the into any club yet but i met a handful of people i mean important people people i wouldn't have met in my normal life but um, now i did <laughs> and even one time i was invited to a house party for them and their kids you know rich kids I went with both Audrey and Mike, and with Mike, we never drove in the same car though, because he always said, you have to live your riches. So whenever we go for things like this, we have to rip. <laughs> oh, he had a, a Mercedes Benz, 
GLS AMG 2018 model. I mean, most of his cars were fresh like that, you understand? So, he knew how to like make an appearance too. Well, the friends that I've met so far, they liked me. I mean, I understood their language, you know, a little politics, both local and international. Mike told me things about his work, or some ins and outs about his work. So anytime I was asked about something, I knew how to handle myself. I knew how to say, like, just with what I knew. And for some reason, that kept turning Audrey on, you know. And each time she was turned on, we had to deal with that. <laughs> she was happy. I was happy. Mike felt proud introducing me to his friends like I was his prodigy or even his son. Earlier I said I was going to explain why Mike would find me anywhere I went in this country. It was because his friends consisted of people in top security positions and government officials, so that wouldn't be an issue at all. Now, just a day or so before Audrey had to leave for the States, Mike wanted us, that was he and I, to go for one of his meetings. She didn't have to know about this meeting, so I kept it a secret. I met him somewhere in town, and we went together to one of his friend's house. It was late afternoon. We got there, and uh, five of these men were already there. Well, four of them, four of them I had already met, and uh, the fifth one, <laughs> he was a big fish. I mean, if I described him right now, everybody would know who he was, because he's a big tycoon in the country. <laughs> so when I shook his hands, he looked at me and was like, do you know who I am? Well, I did know who he was. So I was like, yes, of course, I know who you are. But do you know who I am? <laughs> that was just something just lightened at the moment and everybody in there started laughing. Then he said, oh, I like this one. <laughs> so we went into a conference room that was upstairs. It had a nice view. I mean, seeing from the gates to the back of the building. I mean, it was a big, no, not the building, but the mansion. It wasn't a building because it was a mansion. We sat down. A bottle of Blue Label was opened. I took mine with rocks and then uh, we started having a chat. Very serious things, actually. Issues that make, like, serious country moves. Things that happen in the country that was very, very serious. I still didn't know why I was asked to be in this meeting. So I was told at, at this point, I noticed something happening at the gates of the house. A couple of cars were stopping, like, it was like something out of a movie rushing to the gates like three cars or so men jumping out and then trying to enter the house <laughs> i know i sound relaxed right now but <laughs> it wasn't a relaxing at all i mean these guys were armed not in uniform but you could see that there were some sort of security guys or something they forced their way into the house they tried to enter like force enter the house the main building then i was told that you know what i should just run out and then enter one of the rooms so i did i mean when i ran out the first door i saw was locked the second door was open i entered and it was it was a bedroom it was a guest room i locked myself inside you know just tried to see what would happen out of the window and i saw some of the men going behind the building <laughs> then i heard voices coming down the hallway hey <laughs> my heart that day my chest safe <laughs> so they passed by my by my door went into the conference room and then they started coming out, like they started heading back towards my door again, banging on doors, trying to force them open and everything. Charlie, <laughs> finally I heard a bang on my door. Guys, it was at this point <laughs> that I realized I was in bed and it was all a dream. <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> it was a dream.
was a dream. It was a dream. The knock at the door was my mom. She didn't want to tell me that, oh, she's going for work and someone would come for something in the house. So <laughs> I should just deji. Hey, <laughs> my heart. I was just imagining, what if all this really happened for real? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, but these characters in the in this story are people that I actually know. Some of them are people that I actually know. Some part of it was just a dream. <laughs> I'm just glad you made it to the end of this. And uh, in subsequent episode, I might just, you know, make references to this story because a lot really happened. And uh, I'm still not I, I'm revealing identities because they are my expensive friends. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Let's get interactive, you know. Follow me on social media, you know. Instagram um, as the lyric at the underscore lyric and then on Twitter as the lyric you know <laughs> alright just you know chill up I hope you enjoy my story and uh, bye 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 <laughs> bye guys bye.